It's a new world order They've locked down the border Wherever we are That's where we have to stay No time for blame This is a runaway train Gotta apply the brakes For the future of humanity Gotta do whatever it takes Hold on We're all in this together It's a catch cry of the day We gotta be, period There is no other way But hey, can't cry all night There's a war to fight An enemy to put away Keep the faith Isolate Help is on the way Hi everybody and welcome back. This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio and we've been looking forward to this for quite a while being here with our friend Dr. Judy Mikovits. So I'm going to pronounce it correctly. We just went over that and uh, we could spend the whole hour on Dr. Mikovits's credentials and qualifications. So instead of doing that, we're going to actually talk about some subjects that are relevant to all of our lives right now. But I guess it's safe to say that she's a preeminent virologist and that she spent 20 years at the National Cancer Institute. I want to get that correct, as it says in one of her books. And she worked with a Dr. Frank Rossetti, who was one of the founders of human retrovirology. And we're going to go over that a little bit, too. And she co-founded something called the, uh, well, co-founded and directed the first, can't read my own writing, Neuroimmune disease. Neuroimmune disease. What center or institute? Institute, Institute, I think, right? It's really the first ever multidisciplinary to to appreciate that neurological diseases, neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's autism are actually, um, you know, molecular diseases that can be treated and and not behavioral. Right, so... So you you used a systems biology approach. That's what you're talking about, right? That's correct. So we looked at all the systems. We found this inflammatory cytokine storm in the brain, and you see how now it works out with Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, and Mm -hmm. that's where we isolated first the the new family of human retroviruses, the mouse retroviruses that... uh, had contaminated the blood supplies during the HIV AIDS time and um, for the whole 30 years because Tony Fauci marginalized women who had clearly had AIDS, immunological de- de- deficiencies, clearly no evidence of HIV. And Tony Fauci marginalized them, called them crazy, conversion mm-hmm. disorder, whatever you want. And this is why their kids got sick, because retroviruses go down the generation. We know what they are, and we can talk about this. And, and in fact, it it really is in my opinion, and I have enough data to prove it that, you know, the whole reason that was this book, Plague, Plague, right? one scientist's mm-hmm. intrepid search for truth about human retroviruses and chronic fatigue syndrome, autism, cancer, cancer, cancer. So who's dying with COVID? What is long haul COVID? Oh, it's ME-CFS. 
and and this incitin gene part of the spike protein is a gamma retrovirus. So you know when you force these folks to get a vaccine or wear a mask, you'll kill them. And that's Tony Fauci's game plan and cover up his 40 years of crimes that, you know, that are clear in HIV and XMRV because we now believe and have enough evidence to show the mycoplasma, the mold, the Borrelia, you know, that is, you know, supposedly the causative agent of, of Lyme disease, right. uh, you know, and, and these infections that came by way of injection through contaminated blood and contaminated vaccines is, um, you know, the, the, um, a cover up because the first people who died in HIV AIDS were mycoplasma mold. And this is, this is a lot of what we talk about in our book, Ending Plague, our upcoming book. Okay, so there are three books, if I'm correct, right? Plague, Plague of Corruption, and Ending Plague. Yeah, that's in that trilogy. And the fourth book was The Case Against the Mask, a really quick, short book. (laughs) Case Against the Mask, um, 10 Reasons Why Mask Use Should Be Limited. And And it's these reasons for why people with certain inflammatory neuroimmune diseases, AIDS, and cancer. Mm can't wear masks without driving their disease. And so this is the plague of corruption <coughs> that we identified um, in, you know, and that's what we talked about in that, our, our New York Times bestselling book, Plague of Corruption. So that's that book. So the only reason we wrote this book <coughs> is because when I met Brian Hooker, August 31st of 2014, this book was impressed. We wrote it between 11 and 14. This is actually the paperback, which published in 17. So August 31st, it, this was already impressed and I couldn't do anything about it. And I, I met Brian Hooker and I saw William Thompson in the fraud of MMR, three mm-hmm. RNA viruses. And so I just called Kent and said, oh, my God, Kent, it's a plague of corruption. We need to write another book. Yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then Frank Rossetti weighed in on the last book which is called Ending Plague, and the title of his book, this is primarily his book, um, Ending Plague, is called. his title for his book was A Scholar's Obligation in an Age of Corruption. So now's the time when everybody stands up, and, and, um, and he talks about, he's never talked before, about Gallo, about Fauci, about what they did. And so it starts out with pretty much, why now? Why do I talk now? And a lot of people won't, you know, won't like what he and Luc Montagnier and others have to say in this book. But it's Frank's perspective and it's my perspective. And it shows you, um, you know, data are data and interpretation mm-hmm. of data are one thing. But you never change the raw data. And, and this is what's happening in our world right. um, is we're using statistics and lies and interpretations by Oh, Washington Post journalists or New York Times. No, science is science. It's not a belief system. That's scientism. Data are data. Facts are facts. Gravity is gravity. Newton may have been a horrible guy, but he still discovered gravity. Retroviruses, you don't turn back the clock and now say, oh, no, they don't exist. They never did. Just because we realized you can't inject 
another animal or human's retroviruses into another human without causing disease. That's what we learned. That's HIV, that's XMRV, that's Zika, that's Ebola. They're not retroviruses, but any RNA viruses. And and we now appreciate, and I believe this book's going going to show you that scientists and doctors like we we highlight in the book Luke Montagnier in my in my part of the book Frank's perspective is just Frank's life at the NIH for 40 years before he was forced into retirement um you know in in for for refusing to give up the truth i was jailed he was forced into retirement and if he had not taken the retirement they would they threatened to fire him for fraud in our 2009 science paper which would have meant both he and his wife both 40 year veterans of the NIH starting sometime in 1975 80 years between them they would have both lost their entire earnings of their entire life, which is what I lost my entire earnings of my entire life. But when they threatened him by way of me, um, Frank, basically, and this was the end of the last chapter of the book plague, Frank basically said, you know, called me and said, okay, you know, Judy, um, we um, we can't take that risk. You know, all of humanity is at stake. And Frank really is the hero um, because he said, fine, they can force me into retirement. I'll retire in two years. They jailed me in 11. They they um, they forced him to retire at the end of 13. And he he let he worked without pay through mid 14 in order to protect the data. They told him to throw it away. They told him to burn the samples. And that's the last chapter of this book. Um, and a plague of corruption. It says, oh, to Kent Heck and Lively, maybe there's one more story I should tell you. Because had Frank Rossetti not done that, um, They'd have gotten away with COVID. They would have gotten away with AIDS. They would have gotten away with autism, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, cancer, 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 cancer. They would have killed everybody and called it COVID. Um, um, they, they killed everybody anyway. Um, but now the world knows the vaccines are injecting the disease. And now the whole world can see it. And this is Everybody has the opportunity to wake up. And so Ending Plague shows you Frank Schallenberger, um, uh, Luke Montagnier, Stephanie Seneff. We talk we talk about Chris Shaw. These are other scholars and what they've done in an age of corruption and how we as a society and a community can, can cure any of this any of this and i mean our prostate cancers and we've been doing it with cannabis with other natural products we knew it we talk about aids how aids did not have to destroy a continent or kill the gay men and that's the subject of the movie that dallas buyers club or the band played on we saw the co-infections we saw how you dysregulate the immune system in different way it's not the infection it's it's the affection's ability to disrupt the immune system. Viruses always bud, envelope viruses bud out of host cells. They require a host cell to live in. So um, you just simply can't inject them because otherwise there's no particle, no viral particle, no infectious agents. That's why these sequences, whether it be SARS-CoV-2 or the Delta variant or anything we're talking about, show me the particle. 
Nope, it's a monkey virus grown in a monkey cell line that you use and and you shipped around the world. You don't have to imagine some leak out of a lab in Wuhan, out of the top of the chimney. We've been shipping those cells around the world for 40 years. We've been using the aborted fetal tissue cell lines since 1962. Can you imagine how many contaminants they picked up? (laughs) It's 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 disgusting what we've done, and this is the big problem. I I think we have two <clears throat> primary challenges with this discussion the, within the fact that it's in a short time period. Right. One is we have a lot to cover, so <laughs> we want to kind of. I I'll mean, we, we could talk for weeks. Yeah. Right, yeah. With, without stopping. Right. And so well, and that's why since we did the introduction, all the people have to do is read the books and they'll get the details and we'll, well answer. Yeah. So everybody buy all all three and four books actually. Um yeah. but but for this talk, because people will refer back to it and it's nice to have a concise video that kind of brings you back to the basics. Yep. We have two challenges. One is to decide within the whole realm of this huge story what to focus on and i've got some suggestions and you can see what you think okay. and the the other is if we talk without translation and just use you know technical terminology we're going to lose the people who don't have any idea what we're talking about and one of the things that i'd like to do in keeping with the general theme of how we present things is you know, there are a lot of people that are kind of up, up to speed and just enjoy hearing us go over it, but they already know. The people that we really want to reach besides them are the ones that say, what? You know, they have, just have no idea what's going on. And I think to sequence the main topics that we're going to talk about and then try to do it in language that anybody can follow. Um, and we'll go over things like what's a retrovirus because some of these scientific terms are central to understand. But in general, the the subjects I thought of were you have a huge amount to talk about from the AIDS period. And the reason that's not like irrelevant because there's a lot of connections to what's going on now. And, you know, I had a lot of friends that died um in the AIDS time, too. That was in the 80s, I think, mostly. And um, many of them, I think, at this point, died from ACT. And so one of the questions would be how to differentiate between the two groups, one that died from the drug. You know, for example, we know that the people who run the hoaxes, they like to be really clever and have as many hoaxes and as many things they accomplish at one time. As possible. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah right. no, I just asked my husband for that red folder and a pen because, um, yeah, because I'm taking notes. Okay, so first I'm going to ask you some questions about the AIDS period. Sure. And then we're going to tie it to what's happening now. And there are theme connections and personal connections Correct. with the same personnel running both periods. Um, and then the third... Well, I guess that's that's the first and second is to tie it to the, what's happening now. And the third topic would be how to deal with what's happening now. Yep. Because I think that concerns anybody who even suspects that there's a problem. 
And there are two levels of problem. There's the health problem and the fact that the health problem is being used as an excuse to destroy sovereign nations and economies, putting everybody on a forced universal basic income, which they're fooled into thinking is a good thing. And the reason it's not a great thing is it's conditional and it's also will be very limited. And so we can look at the overall strategy of, you know, part of ending plague should be to reverse where humanity as a herd is being driven. Right. right? And I can see that in the book. So I, you know, I got yeah. It. And this will introduce people to that idea. And then everybody yeah. should read the whole book. And um, so for the beginning, going back, what is it? 40 years. Yeah. God, it, couldn't, it couldn't be 40 years to the no, age. 40 years. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like a month ago, but I guess it is 40 years. So, okay. Um, so going back to that, um, there were many things happening at the same time. And Correct. what was told to the public was that they found a new epidemic disease and that they called immune acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Syndrome being a collection of typical symptoms of the people that get the syndrome. And... Uh, part of what was happening, aside from the real virology aspect of it, was that they were finding people in really run-down condition from lifestyle that had destroyed their immune systems already by what they were doing. And then they diagnosed those people with AIDS. And were they using a PCR test at that time? No, they didn't have it, and they didn't have PCR at that time. Were they using something else that was fraudulent or a real test? No, they delayed the test. So one of the things about AIDS is it wasn't called AIDS. It was called gay-related immune deficiency, and that matters. Okay, I didn't even know that. So that's, It was called gay-related immune deficiency first. Okay, okay. Yeah, and so that's okay. And, and, um, and <clears throat> when, when the retrovirus was isolated for it, um, Fauci and Gallo delayed the testing in order to get a patent and get the money for the testing. Okay. And now I hope it's okay. I'm I'm going to interject you questions may. so we don't lose, you know, right. something That's you right. said and then quickly went by. So that that we're tells not, yeah. we're not we're not going to be able to avoid this word retrovirus. Right. You already started out with it. Yeah, we so. can. So let's say briefly what a virus is and how those were initially discovered to exist. And then compared to that, what's a retrovirus? Yeah, well, I don't want to talk about all viruses. I just want to talk about envelope viruses. So why don't we just talk about, um, because if you start talking about influenza and, and measles and positive strand RNA viruses and negative strand RNA viruses, it's all a virology. So okay. Okay. Um, it's easier to talk about, you know, in, in the context of today, since everybody seems to think they know what coronavirus is and isn't. Um, it's probably easier to do that. Um, there are viruses, let's just, you know, viruses have been in nature since the beginning of time. They And, serve- and what's the difference between them or, or the subset that's called a retrovirus? Because um, you're mentioning that a lot. Correct. So a retrovirus has 
a genome, its, its basic genetic material is RNA, DNA, um, hybrid. And they reverse transcribe. They write backwards their RNA into DNA by a specific enzyme called reverse transcriptase. So it's, it writes backwards. So retro literally means backwards, like retrograde. Right. Right. Um, so it writes it backwards, their RNA genome into DNA. And then it has another key gene called integrase. And, and that integrase is exactly what it means. Cuts open your DNA and integrates the provirus directly into your DNA of, of the cells that are, that are expressing and infected with the virus. So anytime that cell divides, it writes all of its DNA, and now it makes copies of the retrovirus. And the, then it infects more cells, and more cells start harboring as a part of their DNA. You know, for the life of the host, the animal, the human, the monkey, the mouse, all animals have retroviruses. Is a retrovirus what causes the reverse uh, transcription of the information into the DNA. The, the retrovirus has that gene. That's what makes it a retrovirus. Reverse transcriptase is one of its enzymes. Coronaviruses don't have reverse transcriptase. So a retrovirus brings reverse transcriptase into the cell, which wasn't there before, and it causes this reverse direction transcription. Um, it's wrong to say... The reverse transcriptase wasn't there before because in 2004, when we discovered we, when we sequenced the scientific community sequenced the entire genome of humans, what we found was 8% of those were endogenous retrovirus, 8% of a human genome are endogenous retroviruses that are crippled, that don't make viral particles, aren't usually infectious. They're called HERV, human endogenous retroviruses. So 8% of our genome expresses at a very low level all of the time. And I'm just going to pull up a slide so I can talk to myself and get this succinct for you. That expresses all of the time, all of the time, low levels of reverse, of reverse transcriptase and some of these genes. And it's critical to the injuries and the issues with vaccines and COVID. Critical to appreciate that. Our genomes from the beginning of time have had retroviruses in them, that it's 8% of a human's makeup and animals. And this is a part of the regulatory machinery. It actually educates our innate immune system. So it, it's so critical and so important to appreciate that. So uh, it's obviously not there by mistake, and it's doing Correct. some. It's doing good. It's 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 keeping us alive. Correct. Absolutely, it's keeping us alive, and more importantly, what we didn't. <laughs> 
appreciate is it's educating our immune system, educating our immune system to um, to be able to respond to RNA viruses like coronaviruses, like HIV, like and and it's 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 really interesting in the stories. I mean, it's 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 fabulous to know that we understand this. So these human endogenous retroviruses are 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 elements that have been in our genome since you know the Garden of Eden, Genesis, since man was man. Um, and that in their their viral origin, their stable elements, and they're at the interface between self and non-self DNA because they're retroviruses. So they write backwards into DNA. So your body has to know what is another animal's retrovirus that's regulating endogenous retroviruses. All animals have endogenous retroviruses that regulate their innate immune system. The envelope proteins of one of the human endogenous retroviruses is the gene syncytin. And syncytia are retrovirus-fused cells. Syncytia. They're like Velcro. They fuse cells together and you see when you look it up, when you look at a microscope of somebody's white blood cells that are expressing, not infected with, they must be expressing and they are kept latent. And this was a key to my PhD thesis and the idea that HIV didn't cause AIDS. Because if you can keep the virus latent, silent, dormant, you will never get disease. Immune activation divides immune cells. We turn over 10 to the ninth blood cells, white blood cells every day. That's a lot of cell division. And it's the white blood cells in AIDS, the T cells that were dying in the infected individuals. But only one in 10,000 T cells was infected with HIV, which all of the therapies were targeted, like AZT and other things, towards silencing. AZT just stops the expression of the retrovirus. It intercalates into the genome and breaks it up. If you use it at too much a dose, then it can kill you. But if you use it at very, very, very low dose, there are certain classes of retroviruses it'll stop. So it does. it is relevant for today. And it is difficult to explain. And, and that's why I put this slide up for me. But there's a basal. It's important to understand in basal in expression low low levels of rt reverse transcriptase in in all humans at all time so when you inject another animal syncytin or herv w gene or hiv gp120 both of which are are part of the spike protein of coronavirus of covid sars cov2 um, and, and so they're part of the spike protein because, again, this is this was this was designed in a lab, you know, and 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 different variants created over the last 20 years, as all of David Martin's work shows. And you have to grow human retroviruses in an animal cell line. And so the 
SARS and, 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 and other envelope viruses. Coronaviruses are not retroviruses. They have an RNA genome, a single-stranded RNA genome that is transcribed and translated. So they don't write back into DNA. They don't, you know, but your, if you express a human endogenous retrovirus, then you're getting reverse transcriptase that can reverse transcribe endogenous retroviruses can recombine with coronaviruses. And that's what exactly what has been going on in the monkey kidney cell line, Vero A6, where the coronaviruses have been grown. SARS is a lab created virus and it's manipulated. And and so for the discussion, it's difficult because that's why it's so difficult to explain the biology. So if the human endogenous retrovirus, RNA, DNA, and protein are critically important to shape and expand our type one, our interferon network. Interferon is, is literally is a curative, it's a nasal spray, a curative strategy for any of these and a prevention and a vaccine. It's your natural, it's your natural immune system. It's one of those that, that can cure that. So it, they, they play a critical role in the function of human innate immunity. Okay. A couple of things that came up during that. One of them you mentioned, uh, self and non-self DNA. Correct. What does that mean? Um, the principal job of an immune system. What is me and what is you? And so, um, you know, importantly in thinking about pregnancy, uh, a, a pregnant mom is immune suppressed. So she won't, won't reject the fetus, which is half dad. Right. So there, there are certain, and I've got in this, I'll send you this slideshow after, um, we talk, um, and, um, if I have your email and, and I'll, it's, I, it says Barcelona, but it kind of shows you a little bit. Sure. I gave it a few weeks ago, um, okay. because, because we learn all the time. So, um, in pregnancy, mom is immune suppressed so that she doesn't express, um, mm. you know, she doesn't attack the baby. Because right. it's non-self. So right. your immune system job, that's what autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease isn't mm-hmm. one day your immune system decided to attack itself. Autoimmune disease is there's something in you that looks too much like you to tell the difference. So you start attacking it and you get confused. Mm-hmm. This is, It's called molecular mimicry. And so when you inject a monkey a monkey endogenous retrovirus or that 8% that is the genome, DNA Mm. from a monkey, you've injected it. It's not an infectious virus when you inject these vaccines. It's it's you're injecting, and this is in, important in all vaccines, not just because. So the big the big problem in our first book and what we discovers is, oops, we have to change the whole vaccine program. We've caused these diseases. We've caused autism. We've caused MECFS because we've expressed certain viruses bypassing the innate immunity and injected them directly into the bloodstream. The antibody 
is not a good thing because by the time you get to your memory immune responses, you've bypassed your type 1 interferon responses. You've bypassed your innate immunity. So in addition to Frank Rossetti being the discoverer of human retrovirus, so when Frank Rossetti entered the NIH in 1975, he was told, don't bother for looking for human retroviruses associated with disease because they don't exist. Humans don't have retroviruses. And Frank said, oh, that's ridiculous. Humans are animals. You know, all animals have retroviruses. Plants have retroviruses. They regulate your responses to viral invaders at the mucosal surfaces, in your nose, in your mouth, on your skin. You can't inject a retrovirus into the blood that you would normally see the particle because then all bets are off and your body can't. And that's AIDS, acquired immune dysfunction. Your T cells die because they're, they're getting shot the wrong cytokine storm. So the disease signature is the inflammation. What is inflammation? The flame's too high. You turned on a flame and your body started attacking your own tissues. And, and we see that. Um, so this, this is the problem. You don't inject another animal's genome into a human. And all, essentially all, of the vaccines, especially the viral vaccines, and I'm going to go look at which ones I've written here, so have animal tissues. So that was the whole point of our of our book, Plague of Corruption. You cannot introduce, inject animal tissues into humans in vaccines without causing disease. And, and one of the things you mentioned is... Um, uh, man, I heard with you at, uh, what was that called in Yuba City? Uh, brave and Free. Uh, David Martin. Yeah, Free and the Brave in Yuba City. Yeah, that was David Martin. And um, and I gave part of his talk then. Right. And what he was saying, if I understood correctly, is that COVID and later the variants were taken from a library and computer sequenced. So basically, David was saying they made them up. Um, correct. They well, they they didn't make them up. Their model were the animal viruses. Yeah, but so they never actually had them. They just had the, the description. They were never viral particles. They they only no. had the genome, and that's not a particle. And that's he said that about SARS-CoV two as well. Correct. So th- this ties into what some people are saying that is so outside what we're supposed to believe that people have a hard time digesting it which is that the reason cdc and everybody else and you and i don't have a sample of sars-cov-2 is because nobody has a sample of it it's in a computer well it's it's in the monkey cell lines viral monkey kidney cells Right, but it ha- all these people are saying it has not truly been isolated. It has not been isolated from a human with a disease. It's been exactly. isolated from a monkey. Oh, so they're oh, injecting oh, oh. the monkey cells in us. This is a really important point. <laughs> it is. If you're saying that it has been taken out of monkey serum of some kind. Monkey cell line that we grow in the lab for, for my entire life. And, and then all the junk has been removed. Like no. a fil- well, isolation needs to remove all the junk, right? Well, they 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 do that to isolate it from the monkey cells. You that's what I mean. 
So you get what you get is a viral particle. You take all the cellular debris away. But remember, a viral particle buds out of the cell it's growing in. Uh-huh. Uh, a virus is an obligate parasite. So I just told you it's in the genome. So you've got a little provirus of HIV in the genome. So every time the cell replicates, you've got HIV replicating too. But it has to be expressed and be to the message. The messenger RNA has to be translated into the proteins of the virus and then make a viral particle by budding out of the cell and the spike protein sits outside the cell. So what the immune system sees as non-cell is only this, because this part of the cell came out of your own lipid bilayer, the membrane of your cell. So it Either, attacks the whole cell, though, as a result? So, so this is the pathogen, the spike protein. That's the only thing your immune system sees in an envelope virus like SARS-CoV-2. That's why they keep talking about the spike protein. It's called the envelope. They just changed the word to confuse everybody. You know, whatever sticks out, the rest of this is your own cell. And you're packaging the DNA, just like our DNA is surrounded by a nuclear membrane. And there's all kinds of antioxidants and things in the in the outside to protect that right. membrane and the integrity of that membrane. And so when the cell buds out, um, when the virus buds out of the cell, the only part of the virus that is pathogenic, that's non-self, and, and you will start attacking it, is that envelope protein. So the envelope alone causes disease. The spike protein alone is the disease. Considered part of the envelope, basically. Correct. Okay. So all in the, the envelopes, right? In the, in the monkey kidney cell. Correct. What is they, the monkeys? What is what, is what is what? Sorry. Simian immune deficiency virus. Oh, HIV. You're kind of talking about the original AIDS form was in Correct. monkey. Correct. And so how did we get that into humans? Oh, polio vaccines. All the way back to 1930, chapter 5 of... And it was just a contaminant? Correct. Because we injected. We injected, we grow the enterovirus, the polio strain of the enterovirus, in viral monkey kidney cells. So you could have a recombination, a recombination event where you have part HIV, the envelope alone, and then part enterovirus. And that gives it a superhuman property. Does that mean that only people who got vaccinated for polio were able to get AIDS? No, because what did they do to the gay men? Well, they gave them all kinds of heavy-duty drugs. They gave them hepatitis B vaccine. Anybody who was in a susceptible, that was made by human blood in the beginning. What that was went through the monkey kidneys, too? Um, no, but the blood supply was contaminated. Remember Arthur Ashe and Ryan White? Okay. okay. So they, the blood supply became contaminated with lots of retroviruses, not just HIV. And this is why HIV doesn't cause disease. It was also contaminated with well, Borrelia. Yeah, remember was- Dr. Wilner. Correct. demonstrating that he'd take an AIDS patient, cut their hand, put the blood on his own cut, and he did it 200 times, and then he had to be killed for his own good after that. But right. um, he was showing that the contagion was not exactly what they were saying to the public. Correct. And what we learned in 2009 was that those polio vaccines first grown in mice 
chapter mm-hmm. five of this book. They were grown in mice. So they would pass the polio virus through mouse brains where it was accepted that they might pick up a, a virus in from the mouse that was dormant or latent and didn't bother the mouse at all. And nobody knew it was there. But when you injected the vaccine, when you use the vaccine and you didn't clean it up because you can't clean it up, right. you can't clean the viral DNA away, away from another viral DNA because yeah. they're all the same size. So, the, and so you the, don't have tweezers that size to really cor- work. On correct. That. And you don't have tweezers <laughs> that size. And and so in the in the animal cells, in all of our vaccines, so the whole program since 1986, remember, all liability was removed. So they never cleaned them. They never tested them. Nobody's liable for their injury. Right. And that came right after the DTP shot, which is diphtheria, tetanus, and pertussis. Right. Well, pertussis was grown in animal, in cells, in bacterial cells or as a cell. And when they, so what does DTAP mean? Acellular pertussis. Right. So what was found was the, the cell debris. They literally just purified the things. They slammed it against the side of the wall. They didn't purify it away from all the other debris we're talking about. And all they did was inject all of that into children. And it was the cellular component that was causing the injury. And this is why how the whole vaccine injury compensation program, I know we can't talk about all that here. So I encourage everybody. I want to go for at least 10 hours. Okay. I want to just encourage everybody to watch a movie called 1986, the act. Yeah. Yeah. So you start to see how they got away with all of this. And, And that's why, the science, and I will let you post this slideshow because we've used these cell lines, these human aborted cell lines, WI38, MRC5, PERC6, Vero monkey kidney cells, um, a dog kidney cell line, an insect cell line, uh, a egg protein. Remember, we grow flu vaccines in eggs from chickens. Well, so there's no don't. possible contamination in any of those things, right? <laughs> They're all contaminated. <laughs> I, I know. And, I'm and, and we injected without, without looking at the immune system. So, for instance, you would never inject that in a pregnant woman because she can't respond. She's already immune suppressed. So I think what you're saying in part is that Ronald Reagan who I met in the 80s, and he was basically a good man. Yeah. He just had, he wasn't an expert in everything. And by signing away the, the liability, he allowed a more efficient business model for the vaccine companies to not do certain, worry about certain decontamination. And that explained what happened afterwards. Correct. And there's no liability. And so right. remember this, but what, what, where there was liability, and this is why Judy Mikovits had to be silenced. Um, is because if you discover a manufacturing defect, if you discover a way to make the vaccine safer, like acellular pertussis, DTAP is safer than DTP, no matter what it costs you, you must make them safer. That's part of the conditions of the act. Correct. And what did we discover in 2009, oh, the manufacturing plants for, you know, a manufacturing plant, how we manufacture 
Right. Our vaccines in dog cells, in chicken eggs, in um, bovine serum, cow, cow retroviruses get in there, insect cell lines, aborted fetal tissue. That means you injected another human being's DNA into yours and you will create an autoimmune response. So the mm-hmm. manufacturing defect was you can no longer make a viral vaccine in an animal cell line. Therefore, you can no longer make a viral vaccine, can you? Oh, little problem. That would really mess up the business model. Correct. So, and, and so what they did, and you can look again, 1986theact.com is a movie from last year or so that goes into all of this. And you can see how Donna Shalala, the head of the HHS, you know, they trick everybody, the presidents, you know, Tony Fauci stood in front of five presidents and convinced them to take away our human right to decide and take away all liability and and more and more scared every president. This is not a Republican, a Democrat. This is a human. This is crimes against humanity. As innocent people, the, the president, he doesn't know. He hires a health secretary. He hires an expert or scientist who's supposed to be out for the greater good. And all he's doing, all Tony Fauci is doing is covering up how many millions he murdered with HIV, AIDS. And that's what the last covering it up. How? Um, By killing and by the XMRVs. So what is COVID? Oh, well, it's this monkey virus that never was in humans. It was sequences in a phylogenetic analysis. And we do those all the time. Um, And, um, and it never was spread this way, but they put you in a mask depleted your immune system, or they just simply took all of those people with with inflammatory diseases, the elderly with comorbidities, with AFib, with heart problems, with, with um, um, people with HIV. That 6% of our country right now are walking around with HIV who get pre-exposure prophylaxis. You've seen the TV commercials. That's what the ACT UP group won in HIV. You can't even ask if they're infected with HIV, and they get free And those drugs cost $10,000 and they're low, 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 low dose of different combinations. They made their safer ones than AZT. There are safe ways to do it. And, um, and in fact, AZT, if it had been used right, but remember what Tony Fauci did with remdesivir and hydroxychloroquine, use it wrong, use it at the wrong time, say it doesn't work and go back to his patents. He did that with HIV AIDS and the T-cell therapies. And and this is what is in our books and what is in the movie Plandemic Series. So PlandemicSeries.com, David Martin was the was the um, the one who um, was part two, which was August 18th. I talked at a very crude level, as I always do. Um, you know, I'm a simple blue collar worker. I just see things other people don't see in biology and i refuse to be tricked by statistics or anything else and i don't care what men tell me the data are the data and the truth is the truth um and that's a little problem for these men who have their egos and their nobel prizes all mixed up in it well isn't that the first requirement in real science is it can't have ego right and and real science is real science it's the data are the data. And that is my savings grace because Frank Rossetti taught me show all the data. I never once in my 40-year career used a statistics program. It just covers up and massages the data to say what you want it to say. And we've been doing it. Isn't it interesting that the psychological 
programming is so strong that everybody who even questions the whole COVID vaccine thing, of course they have to be attacked immediately, but most of them say, oh, but I'm not, I'm not anti-vaccine, I'm not anti-vaccine, I'm pro-vaccine. And so when I found out that the polio story for you know, saving humanity wasn't exactly accurate. And the same, to be very polite about it. And the the same thing for smallpox and the same thing for other things. And I started to trace it back all the way to Jenner in about 1796 in England. And I really had a hard time finding clear evidence of total prevention of a disease with a vaccine, even before 1986, all the way back to Jenner. Correct. And in fact, the smallpox vaccine killed 7% of the people. But during the smallpox epidemics, like during the Revolutionary War, John Adams' time, mm-hmm. um, the smallpox killed 90% of the people. So the vaccine caused 70%. So the benefits outweighed the risk theoretically. Well, that's but, if the vaccine saves the people. That's true. Correct. But and, and so we don't use smallpox anymore vaccine why it killed too many people and and we now appreciate from 1918 it was the masks and the vaccination program that drove the influenza yeah Uh, masks are really famous for bacterial pneumonia and other things like that oh and and the worms and the asbestos and the lung cancer people are breathing harder so And, and just in case that wasn't enough Something was going on, which I don't know if anybody defined, when they got masks out of the package, brand new, unexposed to the air, they were full of contaminants. Correct. And the same with the swabs for the testing. And they happened to be the ones from China, right? Yeah, that's what I saw. That's what I saw as well. And, then, yeah. and it's true. And yet, and yet we, can get, we can be forced on airplanes you know, to, to, to be able to travel. And yeah. in fact, as, as we all know, March 10th, when uh, I guess we all know it, but um, you can watch the Patriot Street Fighter from March 26th, and you'll see my story about how I was arrested and, um, you know, a- allowed to be beaten by a policeman who right. was going to teach Judy Mikevitz a lesson for not wearing the mask the stewardess told her to wear. Not that I wasn't wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask that wouldn't make anybody sick because in our book, uh, the reason the masks use should be limited. It's use a silver copper mask. They're antimicrobial. They're antiviral. They're sterile all the time. You can breathe right through them. Yeah, but the point oh, is that, that, that that's insubordination, Judy. Correct. I know. And, 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 and I was probably insolent, too. Yeah, exactly. And you... <laughs> probably a racist on all kinds of other things yeah <laughs> anyway um it was a okay. white police officer sergeant spurlock of the uh, santa barbara police so i just want everybody to know no he beats old women on airplanes because they don't agree with his political view and yeah. he had absolutely no right to use the force against me and he will pay for it maybe, maybe not. he's doing that to help him not beat up babies and stuff like that you know well i guess actually. old women grandmas babies right right <laughs> so so just to understand your reference to what David was explaining about this whole thing in the talks that he gave with you, yep. you're saying that it was actually isolated from a monkey source, correct? But not from a human source, correct? So, and in the 
in the human source, it's a computer simulation, basically. Correct. And, and, and so there's different computer simulation for the so-called variants. So anytime they need a new variant, which are really useful, they right. make a new sequence. Correct. And they save all this time. And they'd inject them into Vero monkey kidney cells and grow the sequence and let it, let it intercalate, let it do oh. its things because the SIV and the retroviruses are all there. So you have dozens, and I can, I'll send you that paper, dozens of bat viruses, Ebola virus. They can get the sequence of the day. But those don't ever have to be particles that humans ever got like this. And nobody did. But they injected those sequences and they knew it in the polio vaccines. They injected those sequences in the flu vaccine. Every flu vaccine has four or five coronaviruses. And is the business model part of a circular thought process where you get the shot, you get sick, and you say, oh, you didn't get the shot fast enough, plus you need some more shots. Correct. So that's why getting sick is beneficial after you get a vaccine. Plus, now it shows that it's really working. In fact, if you die after it, it was working perfectly. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Is it I mean, is people it, are being told that it's working when they get really sick from it. Is, yeah, and, and, and it's working to kill you because that was its goal. Right. They told so, you last year that the spike protein from SARS-CoV-2 caused the disease. They made a vaccine that didn't have the rest of an infectious SARS-CoV-2. Right. They, Put the spike protein in a synthetic lipid nanoparticle, a synthetic virion, a synthetic virus, and they injected 10 billion of those into every cell of your body. Because that was the active ingredient. That Correct. That's yeah. the disease-causing spike envelope. We just said that's the only part your immune system recognizes as foreign. It's going to be confused. Okay, so that would that spike protein is enough to make the vaccine campaign successful by itself. Why did they also need graphene oxide? Um, so that they could traffic. So that they could traffic the cells. It'll send and receive signals. Correct. And they want to drag the cells to the brain or to the heart. And normally chemokines do that in the immune system. And if people keep their immune system strong with things like um, antioxidant, glutathione, or type 1 interferons, no matter what they inject, if you use ozone therapy and if you use some of the energy therapies, you can whack that virus no matter how much they inject it in you. And that's why the FDA won't let you use any of those things, which are actually vaccines. Hydroxy- right. So in this case, you're not trying to whack a virus. You're trying to whack a, a self-constructing chemical mechanism from graphene oxide, right? Which is more challenging to get rid of that. Correct. Okay. Now you have both challenges. And you have three challenges because the synthetic lipid nanoparticle is stabilized so it won't break down the way. So remember when I said the virus buds out of your cell membrane? Uh Uh-huh. That breaks down at 99. That's why viruses don't give you 103 fever. Why? Because bacteria have a cell wall, not a membrane. And that's harder to break through, so you need a higher fever to burn it up. 
So you only need a 99. That's why the common cold is the common cold. It's like any healthy person with glutathione, not not eating glyphosate or GMO or anything like that, uh-huh. you know, getting vitamin C, vitamin D, quercetin, grapeseed, you know, healthy food. It, you know, it doesn't matter if it's SARS-CoV-2, Ebola or anything right. else. But now you're talking about how to not be subject to the damage from a virus. Correct. Or but, the vaccine. Same thing. Well, but the vaccine has some other things in it, right? I know. So we have to work harder. Doesn't mean we can't do it. No, but it's, you're saying it's the same principle <laughs> to resist those things, right? Right. Correct. And, same and same and principles. You were saying the send and receive capability of the graphene, uh, graphene oxide, I think is the form it is. Correct. And... Um, that that has to be dragged from an external source because of the connection, the magnetic electromagnetic connection. It doesn't but, have to be because of ferritin in our blood. So it can do it by itself. Can do they it can't have a monitor for if every they program the right cell, they can collapse a mm-hmm. virus-like particle. If they program a protein right, and I'll show you that paper. You and they they published it in 2019 in Nano Letters because they wanted to try and change behavior and traffic things to the brain and and do things so they can make a collapse a lot of your own ferritin ferritin is fe2 plus it's iron it's magnetic it but the problem with it is you know think about your refrigerator magnet you know your refrigerator magnet has trouble holding two pieces of paper together mm-hmm. but if you but if you use this protein that's um and the sequence of this protein that our own body makes you can collapse and capture 9,000 ferricle molecules in a little synthetic virus, in a virus-like particle. And we've used those virus-like particles in hepatitis B vaccines, in Gardasil vaccines, and that's why those were previously the most deadly vaccines, because you can't do that. And you can traffic these things to the brain with a magnet with 5G outside your window that I'm pointing to. You can control behavior. So all the all the blood with that stuff in it eventually goes through the brain, but how do they get it to stay there? Uh, the microglia pick it up, or the mast cells of the blood-brain barrier can't okay. get it out of there. Okay. okay, out of the tissue resonant stem cells of the brain and and the liver. It just depends on which where they traffic it to, which you know what what is in that. That's why it's such a big problem on these shots. They're not vaccines, as David Martin said. Well, um, even even with the ones that are known as conventional vaccines, they're not vaccines. From, from what you're saying, the virus is not in the vaccine. Is not necessarily the problem. It's other ingredients in there. Correct. And it's always been that way. Um, and, and we discovered the big, big, big problem is what, what happened with the mouse viruses contaminating the vaccine since 1934 mm-hmm. is the, those retroviruses um, became infectious and transmissible and they would spread through coughing through large water droplets that the, that the gain of function actually became that you had. We discovered isolated and showed associated with diseases, with lots of diseases, different strains, variants of mouse viruses, mouse leukemia, mouse leukemia. Oh, you've got contagious cancer. Think of the explosion of multiple myeloma, AML, all these diseases, contagious 
cancer. And this discovery was made in 2009. So, so this would be a fantastic only- boon to the business model, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what was Tony Fauci's problem? Oh, the law said if you discover a manufacturing defect, you have to stop everything. And fix it. Everything and fix it. And, and, um, and there was an invitation-only meeting held July 22nd, 2009. Our paper was submitted May 4th, 2009. It was published October 8th. What was every level of the government trying to do from May, from July 22nd until October 8th, trying to prove us wrong? And when the data were solid, we gave them every sample. They couldn't prove us wrong. The paper was finally published. John Coffin and Jonathan Stoy, one from UK, think about COVID, one from US, controlling our literature, the nature journals, the the Elsevier journals, and and, and science journals here, all the major scientific journals. Here's these two gatekeepers, Coffin and Stowey, who wrote an opinion article that accompanied our paper that said, one new virus, how many old diseases? Yippee, we have a new drug target. You know, we might have lost HIV to Tony Fauci and the NIAID, but we're the Cancer Institute, and we're going to grab this bad boy, and we're going to spend money, and we're going to get diagnostics. And then over the next two years... Our work showed the answer. The big question was, how many new viruses have we created? The blood supply was contaminated for 30 years. So women who clearly had AIDS, the immunological dysfunction syndrome, were marginalized by Tony Fauci as myalgic encephalomyelitis. It should have been inflammation of the brain and spinal cord. But what he called it was chronic fatigue syndrome. He blamed the women. He continued to allow them to give blood for 30 years. And who discovered it in 2011? This is why you're you're such an evil person. Gave the talk March 29th, 2011. The paper had been published. What we found from October 8th to 2011 is it wasn't one new virus. How many old diseases? It was how many new viruses have we created and spread through vulnerable children, people without immune systems, infants. Because of the inherent contamination in the process, right? Correct. In the, and we injected it into people. Never before were you and I given a vaccine, no matter what we got, as a day-old, hour-old baby like hepatitis B. They right, deliberately right. injured these kids, and they knew it. And they covered it up, and our work showed the big, oh, my God. You mean all those sequences we saw in the 80s were real? Exactly what David Martin said. Yes, you cannot inject another animal sequences. They, they would never be infected. Sequences aren't infectious virus. That's why the PCR is fraud. 
the test in the 80s was, did you make an antibody? Did you seroconvert? Did your immune system go to a memory antibody immune response? Did your innate immune system fail to silence that particle, fail to cut up that virus before it got to your adaptive immune response? And this was why the lifestyle of the people with GRID You know, so they blamed their lifestyle, but the lifestyle just drove the infection through the people because it was crippling their immune system. And so when people live healthy, like we do, and don't subject themselves to other things, this can't happen because nobody will develop AIDS, COVID, or anything else from a corona infection. So think about children, 99.9% survivable. Oh, because if your innate immune system is fine and you didn't bypass it and inject it directly into the into the blood and bypass your skin, your gut, your mouth, your mucosal surfaces, where all that type one education is going on, that key interferon pathway. And, um, you know, and it's it's that that is what we haven't properly educated our immune systems in in decades and the people that are the most injured are the people who have been injected the most with yeah. with those different things yeah. and this is this is what we're trying to explain to the people have, did you hear of a project called the control group in <laughs> california yeah what they did is they uh, were looking before it was too late and they all disappeared they were looking for people who'd never been vaccinated at all. And then they made a, a comparison statistically with every single disease, heart diseases and cancer and everything else. And the rates of each disease difference between unvaccinated and vaccinated. And there was this massive difference in every disease. Correct. And that was, there was a study just published. See, the government for 40 years wouldn't let us do those studies because it was clear. And I say us, but childrenshealthdefense.org and and the the Informed Consent Action Network, you know, all these people, Suzanne Humphreys, you know, um, right. And Penny, they've been working for decades. I'm I'm only the one that, you know, just happened to discover, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back because they hadn't covered up that manufacturing defect and they didn't realize the mechanism that we're talking about today. You cannot inject another animal's viruses you must expose we can make a safe vaccine hydroxychloroquine you must expose you must expose the the body the mucosal surface is just the way you would see a virus you don't cripple yourself with a mask it's easy we can't make an effective immune therapy and with these therapies you don't have to inject them you just swallow correct if we never injected another thing and this is the solution so part of today was to discuss the solution. What's yeah, the we're, solution? We're, we're getting to that. I wanted to make one point and see what you think, and that was in real science, besides having no ego involved, there's no person trying to defend that they're right and they were the greatest discoverer of whatever. It's just yeah. what is true. And right. the other thing is you don't have, uh, you know, you're happy to question things that everybody accepts as true. And there's nothing invulnerable to that so one of the things that the pandemic is based on right now is that you can't question certain things 
And one of the things that you can't question is that injecting these things into people is has saved, like saved the planet, if not the whole solar system. I mean, vaccination is like the best thing that anybody can imagine. And what what it made me wonder is, okay, before Reagan unknowingly signed the act and all these other things happened, in Jenner's time and, and between then and the next hundred years or whatever, why were so many people dying from the vaccines even before adjuvants were even thought of? Uh, I, I think because you always had other animal viruses and tissue in there. And even you more all- contamination. Correct. And you were almost always injecting it. And so okay. the, the sub-cue, it's how you present it to the immune system. Yeah. And, and when it's unnatural and it's not received that way, that is the big, that is the big problem. So it requires, see, we could rethink this and do it right. But the problem is you have to kill 35 million to 50 million Americans who are already infected with HIV by injection. It doesn't matter how they got it or all of these contaminants that I mean, how many of us got nothing? How many of us got nothing? You know, my husband, um, he's 83. Got nothing. You mean no disease? No shots. No shots ever. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Immune system. And what? Who's getting killed in COVID? Oh, the elderly. Well, and it's always some other disease that they have. And then they say, well, that other disease doesn't matter. It, it was just there by chance. And, and what are they doing? And, and what did they do? Oh, they said you died with COVID, not from it. Are you going to say a person with HIV, let's just say Magic Johnson, or yeah. the 6% of America who have HIV, Right. Do they die of AIDS if they get hit by a car or have a heart attack? No, because they never developed AIDS. And that was the point of right. stop the progression. Keep the virus latent. The sequences in your body is not the disease. The disease is the dysregulated immune response to right. the expression of the sequences. So the asymptomatic carrier idea is just nonsense. It's insanity. Yeah. It's that's a healthy person. And yeah, I usually, that's another word for it. Right. I usually say that in a way that I since 1983, I isolated HIV from people with AIDS, HTLV one with from people with cancers, uh, XMRVs from people with um, MECFS, autism, cancer, 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 isolated, purified, grew up large quantities in cell lines. Is this mainly purification by centrifugal, centrifugal methods? Correct. You you do, or tangential flow. We'll show you some of that in the book. But I don't have AIDS. And in many cases, I don't have the infection. The only infection I got, I don't have Ebola. The only infection I got in my whole career, I never wore a mask. You don't compromise your immune system. And the only infection I ever got was the contagious cancer, XMRV. And I seroconverted to the, to the infection. I, we tested my blood for HIV for, for, for 30 years at twice a year, three times a year. I worked with it for 22 years. So and how did you get rid of the cancer infection? 
I didn't. I never got an infection of HIV, even no, though I'm I, talking about the cancer. Oh, you, you said oh, the XMRVs. I didn't get rid of the infection, but the virus is latent, and I don't have disease. Look at me; I'm healthy. So I don't. It didn't yeah, bother you. You don't have to get. No, it would bother me if I got an injection. Same with yeah. the same so, with six percent of America who who Tony Fauci knowingly inoculated with deadly viruses. So why do they have the people? Why do they have the people wearing the spacesuits in the labs? It's ridiculous. We have we have we have um, negative pressure airflow in a biosafety level four. You do it because it's aerosolized. You wear a spacesuit. I wore a spacesuit in an Ebola lab. Okay. But I but I worked with those viral monkey kidney cells all the time. Right. I didn't wear I never wore a mask working with an AIDS patient, HTLV one. But that's how we knew this was infectious and transmissible. That's how we knew Ebola that Tony Fauci released on twenty one thousand and killed innocent Liberias in two thousand and fourteen. That came straight from Fort Detrick. It was contagious. And that's the book. We put it in our books so we don't have to go over all of them. That's fine. We, we, every word I say is backed up by something in these three books. So when Perfect. you look at the current episode of the same theme, basically, in a lot of ways, what originally showed up when, it, when the lab was involved in China in Wuhan, you had people walking along healthy on the street, and then the next second they would fall on their face and blood would come out. What was going on with that? <laughs> it was all over the news. Theater. Um, it was very impressive. Um, yeah. Theater or Ebola, because those monkey cell lines are, con- are, are infected with Ebola as well. And that b- Ebola will blow apart and blood will come out. I don't believe it from a coronavirus. That's a lie. Sorry. Yeah, because so many people, I mean, they, they, and there were some actors involved. They proved that. But there were people walking along the sidewalk, healthy, comfortable, you know, everything normal. And then they were on their face dead. Nope. That's, and everybody that's, in the world was supposed to say, oh, my God, take away all our rights as fast as you can, because we, you have to save us, right? Yeah. Total lie. Fraud. Everything, everything, you know, Tony Fauci's done. Right. Is is a lie. There's never been one day in my 37 year experience with that man where he's told the truth. And all of it is to make himself famous, rich and absolve himself. Why are they cremating? Why are they cremating everybody they call COVID? Because then you can't do any tests to find out what happened. Yeah, you've gotten it down to the building blocks of the nucleic acids. Right. And they'll tell the people the reason they're doing it is to save the world. Correct. Because if they didn't cremate everybody, we'd all die. And it's a lie. And And that's why watch the movie again. Your audience could really get an education if they watch the band played on. And I won't spoil the ban- it. The, the, the band, band played on. On 1993, Alan Alda. It's still, I believe it's still on Netflix or Amazon Prime. And the reason it's still up there is they want you to believe a narrative that's not true or would have been censored. Well, and so I, I mean, <laughs> everybody knows vaccines saved the world because in Outbreak, Dustin Hoffman showed it. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, there's no question. All right. All right. So after that, what happened is they started locking down. Uh, you know, they, they said they found a few other places where it happened, like Wuhan, which was like northern Italy. 
um, New York City, and they emphasized a few major spots like that. And then they started taking people into the hospital. And there appeared to be, you know, okay, these are important points. PCR procedure, which is really not a test, from Kerry Mullis, and he explained, you know, it can't, he had a very plain way of talking. He said, you can't diagnose anything with PCR because according to how you said it, it will find anything in anybody. And not only is it not a test, but there's no standard to compare anything that it finds to because there's no sample of SARS-CoV-2. Correct, because it's not, a sequence is not a virus. Exactly. So so the testing, if it, it's amazing how few people are grasping this. Even doctors that know there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. If they grasp that the PCR diagnostic method has never diagnosed case one of, of SARS-CoV-2 and said, wait a minute, this is really important. You know, if that's true, the pandemic never existed. There was no such thing. And it was a pandemic. That's what I said. Yeah. Yeah. We, but there, I, there were no diagnosed cases in a lab, but there were some diagnosed cases clinically. And those had a syndrome where the lungs worked fine, but they couldn't get oxygen. And those were the ones you mentioned HCQ that were quickly cured. And Stella Emanuel talked about it, many other doctors, um, that within 24 to 48 hours, even the advanced cases that you did not catch early were fine. And almost no one died. And what happened is government agents started visiting doctors who were saying, sorry, but I just cured a thousand patients and nobody died. They were visiting them and threatening arrest. And, and- and losing. didn't in any cases like Simone Golds around their house. Yeah. yeah. Things they didn't do, pretend they were in the insurrection, which didn't happen either. So, you know, a lot right. of, I right. mean, a lot's gone into the planning of this. And that's why it was so clearly depicted in pandemic, particularly indoctrination. Right. So, so, so what they're counting on is saying those people are all terrorists. Mm-hmm. If you listen to them, you're probably a terrorist too. So take your choice. You know, you probably shouldn't listen to them. Mm-hmm. And and the programming is so deep that even really sincere people can't imagine that none of it ever existed. But right. it was but it was enough to get the the uh, injection promoted, which is the well, main issue now. That it never was a disease. And David Martin said this from the beginning in indoctrination from the first time any of us heard him. He'd been tracking these people, Moderna, with their crimes. They're a chemotherapy company. They're a gene therapy company. Weren't they called Mode RNA before Moderna? Right. And it was a gene therapy company. And some of these sequences they claim are the current virus were patented in 2002. Correct. Years like that. The, the sequences that are the genetic code of the current virus, the monkey virus. There's you know, no way this scam can be perpetuated without complete complicity of the media. Correct. Right. And that's, yeah. what, that's what they showed in the event 201. Exactly. Which, which was October, or early November of 2019. Yeah, here's our plan. This is here's what we plan. need to do. It was a pandemic. Can we convince the American people? 
that the common cold is going to kill everybody so we can inject this deadly, the three deadliest epidemics, man-made plagues of our time, XRV, HIV, and SARS. You put it all in a single injection and called it a vaccine, and you're murdering tens of millions of people today. Well, so, and and what they're doing, since in America only less than 50% of the people apparently have had it at this point, and they wanted everybody to, they're starting to have people come on news programs and say anybody that doesn't get the vaccine should, I mean, Don Lemon said this a few days ago, and all kinds of other people have, um, they shouldn't, in a very nice voice, he said, Oh, didn't get the vaccine, can't go to the grocery store, can't have your job anymore, can't drive your car, uh, we need to take your kids, you know, whatever else goes with it. And so they're trying to do it by intimidation. So right. the issues are, well, if you understand this, what are the main ways you can avoid being injected number one and then if you have been injected to understand what's in it and what do you do and what's in it is a combination of things and one of which is the graphene oxide and the other is this genetically altering material the mrna Uh, although there's a difference between the mrna uh, platforms like uh, pfizer and moderna compared to the dna platform of johnson and johnson and astrazeneca right they work slightly different their differences but not to the pathogenesis not to what's going to hurt you so they so, basically accomplish the same thing correct okay. one may be a little quicker the j and j is already a protein it's expressed from an adenovirus which goes through a couple of rounds of replication um, yeah. so there you go okay but again, to go and just back briefly to the pcr test because this matters to your audience yeah so right now the way we win is to say, do the PCR test, and I'll prove to you the disease is coming from the vaccinated. How am I going to do that? Okay, you make your PCR um, detect the structural, the SARS-CoV-2. You want the structural genes of a coronavirus, and you want the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein, which was what you injected. You, you took the structural genes away from the coronavirus. So if you've got vaccine COVID, if you've got the synthetic virus causing the disease, you won't find the structural genes of a coronavirus. You'll mm. find adenovirus for J&J, and you'll find the spike protein alone. That tells you. And so what the FDA did recently, oh, we're not doing the PCR anymore. Of course you're not, because we want to do the PCR, and I'll prove to you, because science never lies. I will prove to you. I will prove to everybody. $10 million, you know, let's do it. I'll do it right now and prove to you that the that the vaccine is causing the disease disease and in killing people and we can prove it because they will not express the structural genes of if, SARS-CoV-2. If they do phase out the PCR test by December or whatever it is, they're going to have to substitute other fake tests or they won't show anything. No, they'll just, they'll do the antibody tests and the serology and you're only making the antibody to the spike protein, right? right. Well, you can make protein. antibodies from just aluminum. Well, I know, but I mean, to the other things in there, there's yeah. no... Yeah, so they can claim, okay, antibodies, the vaccine's working. Correct. 
And it's and then do the PCR and I'll show you the diseases thing. So we don't want them to phase out. We want them to do the right PCR. Come on, you played that game with your fraudulent test. Now mm-hmm. let's do the one and I'll prove to you the vaccine is murdering people. And Tony Fauci and the company knew it all along. Are you going to tell them the cycle threshold to set it up? Oh, sure. You're going to see it because you just injected 50 billion synthetic particles, right? You're not going to mm-hmm. see it at 40. No, we want 23. Show me. I'll show you what's killing them. Okay. We'll do it right, and I'll show you what's killing them. I'll I'm design sure it. I'll jump at the opportunity. I'll design the PCR. I've done it my whole life. Right. I'll design the PCR. I put it in the last book. We designed PCRs to show us the answer. So you can you can use that test to give you a lot of information, and Carrie Mollis will be happy when we, when we use it to convince. Use it correctly. When we use it to convict yeah. Tony Fauci and these criminals that destroyed, tried to destroy our country and murdered tens of million people worldwide already, the vaccines killed what what the CDC's own count says, 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. And if that's one well, percent, 10 or 12, yeah, but, but that's only the percentage that have the reaction right away. In the animal right. tests, a lot of them were delayed. Right. Correct. And, we, and that's what we're going to see. Um, and that's why the solutions I have for your audience are simple. Okay, so that's a good time to get into that right now. What's what's the solution for your audience? Never wear another mask, never get another shot, at least not for the next six months. Prevention first, yeah. Uh-huh. Prevention from everything so that the next time you you can inject a coronavirus, can't do a flu vaccine, can inject influenza, can't turn up the flame, can inject polio, shingles. I mean, not another shot because you're putting this animal DNA, these animal coronavirus, animal retroviruses into the human. And that's where you're going to see the pathogenic priming, the explosion. You're already primed with the shot. So I don't care how many shots you got in the past. Don't get anything for the next six months. Don't wear a mask. Don't get a shot. Take your ivermectin and your hydroxychloroquine, your vitamin D. The same things that prevented COVID. Remember, the spike, it never was SARS-CoV-2, but people got sick. Was the spike protein. Right. Do not let the spike protein damage your body. Quercetin, silymarin, milk thistle, um, uh, elderberry um, in natural products, vitamin C, vitamin D. Keep get out in the sunshine. Keep your yeah. immune system strong. Chlorine dioxide, hydroxychloroquine, ozone in an ozone th- sauna, ozone nice. in a cream because ozone will break up the synthetic lipid nanoparticle, that synthetic viral particle. It'll expose the RNA to your immune system. You may get sick. But you'll get lifelong immunity, whether you got vaccine COVID or the, the, the first round of attack on American people, but from the flu shot, from the mask, mm-hmm. but never get another shot. And you don't have to say never. I'll be I'll be Judy Mikeovitz, reasonable scientist, and I'll say a year. Give me a year. Give me the flu season from right now, which we're clearly seeing an early flu season because so many people crippled their immune system last year that they didn't go outside. They isolated. They're making themselves sick with the mask and they're getting infected with it looks like influenza um, 
It can be almost anything because, you know, when you inject a flu vaccine, most of them are live attenuated influenza viruses. Why why would you ever want to do another one of any of those if they're not good for you? Well, I because people still think they're good for you. Yeah, but but so, they, somebody has to say no. They've never been good for you. Well, you I did never do. That. I know, I know. <laughs> I wrote three books, honey. I'm just joining you. And- it's been ten years. Yeah, I know you're fun. I'm sorry, but but this is what we have to convince all those people who just think you know who look at us and shame you because you're wearing a mask. No, I'm smart. I'm not. I usually say they've been trying to kill me for a decade. I'm not helping them. No assisted suicide here, folks. Yeah, you really don't have to. I don't have to. So basically, it's the, it's the essentials of health. And if you do get symptomatic from something, there are simple, natural things to use. Yep. It, what did we used to do? Chicken soup, go right. to bed, sleep, get a good night's sleep, vitamin C, lots of fluid, saline, lots of fluid, right. lots, lots and lots of fluid. And, and again, just, just read... Um, Called for life in the biblical sense. Called for life. Called Kent for Amber, life. Called for life. Kenton Amber Brantley. It's a very quick book about Ebola, contagious Ebola in 2014. Okay. What cured Kent Brantley, the doctor that got sick? Doesn't matter how he got sick. Doesn't matter how the virus. We know it came from Fort Detrick. We know what Tony Fauci experimented and killed the black people. We got that. Um, the pit sitting on the pesky oil and diamonds in the Obama administration. And Obama knew exactly what he was doing. So mm-hmm. it's all described in that book. You can see it there. They, the doctor didn't realize it. Dr. Kent Brantley might know today because I've been talking, but he didn't realize. But what did the head of that unit of Christian missionary doctors in Sierra Leone do he gave john i mean he gave kent brantley hydroxychloroquine saline infusions get infusions of saline they prayed for him they kept him quiet they gave him hydroxychloroquine because malaria was frequent in the in the region keep them from getting any other kind of bacterial viral um parasitic disease parasites always travel with retroviruses. Why? Because parasites shift your immune response to Th2. The functional memory becomes antibodies for worms and helmets away from type 1 interferon, that type 1 immune response that attacks viruses. So you cripple your immune system. So pathogens rarely travel alone. One thing takes out and they need to live in your body. They don't want to kill the host. So a, a, a virus travels with a with a parasite and um, it takes out that part of the immune system and the virus grows a lot and then everybody's happy because the parasites living in in the th2 response can't so clear. why would killing the parasite stop the virus you're not killing the parasite you're no, turning I mean with ivermectin or something. you're not killing the parasite you're what turning you you're turning the immune response back to type one you're just you're just shifting back to a type one response. You're I saying, thought it was interesting that something that's promoted as a, an anti-parasitic Correct. is what seems to work so well. Correct, and all three of them do in all the major diseases: hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and suramin, which is a hundred-year-old synthetic drug that right. was 
first a trypanosome type of a bacteria worm in Africa causes African sleeping sickness. But if you get the synthetic type of ceramin, it's not as safe as the first two, right? Oh, it, it is if you use it right. Really? So if you go okay. back to Tony Fauci. He used remdesivir wrong. He used AZT wrong. He used hydroxychloroquine wrong in order to push his drugs. AZT yeah. could have worked if they used it right and they allowed you to use cannabis at the same time. Watch mm. the movie The Dallas Buyers Club. They wouldn't let us use peptide T, which blocked the interaction of the macrophage and the T cell and stopped the transmission and the killing of the T cells. If you don't, if you don't infect the T cells and you have what used to be called a Delta CCR5 mutation, that means you, you couldn't infect the macrophage. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how much HIV is floating in your blood, you'll never get AIDS. And see, this is what we learned over the 40 years. And we learned, and that's why this book and my message is one of such great hope because Frank Schallenberger, Luke Montagnier, Stephanie Seneff, um, you know, uh, who else is in the book? Chris Shaw, the aluminum guy. Um, mm-hmm. Me, I tell I tell other people's stories who came to me since 2011 and said, you're right, Judy. And they didn't listen to what Fauci or anybody else called me. They didn't listen to the fact that my papers were unfairly retracted. They looked at the raw data. They saw the raw data and they're, they're scholars in an op and they yeah. honored their obligation in an age of corruption and they have solutions and they've had them all along. And so all we have to do, the book comes out September 2nd, you're going to see that we could have cured AIDS and we have cured AIDS. Magic Johnson was infected or had was shown to test positive. Let's just say test positive. Right. And on November 7th, 1991, when everybody was dying who had HIV infection. So he tested positive. And the, the question asked a week later at my Ph.D. thesis defense is based on the molecular biology. Will he or will he not die of AIDS? Well, he had to change everything. He had to prevent. He had to treat early. He had to suppress his immune system with steroids. He didn't get an never do you vaccinate an AIDS patient unless you put him on antiretroviral therapy. Look at your TV and see prep pre exposure prophylaxis. Get the copy number down to zero. It's not the presence of the virus. It's the expression. Same thing's true with the coronaviruses. I don't care how many variants we can silence them with methylation machinery. We can silence them with natural products. We can, we can keep the flame from getting too high by modulating, um, the endocannabinoid system. And, and we know that. What, what happened to AIDS patients? Oh, they died of cachexia. Mm-hmm. And yes, some died of the AZT. You're exactly right. Because they didn't have AIDS. They only had presence of infection. And that's what we're seeing in COVID. These children are not sick. Leave them alone. There's no such thing as an asymptomatic carrier of a coronavirus. There is an asymptomatic carrier of, of, a, of a retrovirus. But you're a healthy person. And a few trillion other viruses, too. 
Correct. And a few trillion other viruses, too. I only do the families I've done my whole life. So it's primarily retroviruses. That's yeah. what I do. But the, the, the themes are the same. You know, viruses exist. They've coexisted with man since man's days in the beginning. And right. what you do is you don't mm-hmm. alter the immune system. You don't cripple the immune system and allow the unfettered expression of a virus that in the wrong tissue at the wrong time. Simply mm-hmm. expressions, expressing the endogenous retroviral protein syncytin in the brain causes the cytokine storm that is multiple sclerosis. Why do you think it's relapsing and remitting? Oh, because at certain times, the immune system is healthy and the virus is silenced and the patients are well. The disease is not the infection. The disease is the expression and allowed continued dysregulation of the immune system. So in a way, what you're talking about is the germ theory versus the terrain theory. Correct. And it's neither one nor the other. It's both. It's, it's, it's keep the immune system healthy. The terrain wins, but you have to not inject another germ. Right. You can't inject mycoplasma. That was the opportunistic infections. This is what in the in the Luke Montagnier days, what happened to Luke? He got shunned by the colleagues um, mm-hmm. because it, when he isolated HIV in 1982, everybody with the virus had AIDS. Therefore, it was causative. Therefore, he did nothing wrong. But when he saw the data, in the 90s, in the late 80s, where there were there were women and children walking around with AIDS who didn't have HIV or there were people walking around with HIV who never got AIDS and they had a lot of mycoplasma and they got a different kind of disease or Borrelia with Lyme disease or Babesia in the various things. The co-infections, the opportunistic infections that come along and dysregulate another part of the immune system. It's not the presence of a virus. And so so um, Luke Montagnier got shunned because he stood there and said HIV doesn't cause AIDS. Because what happened? Oh, we learn new things. We learn new things when technology. I just told you at the beginning of this talk, we didn't know there was an endogenous virome that was 8% of our genome that regulates the expression of our innate immune response that's a key part of our frontline immunity to cancer and all kinds of things. We didn't know that till 2004 and the technology allowed us well, to So the that. kill everything theory would be kind of counterproductive. In that Correct. Case. You don't kill. And in fact, almost now and I've made immune therapies and drugs out of plants, out of synthetics. It's not the synthetics that are bad versus the plants or anything else. It's how you use the drug and where you use the drug. It's real estate, location, location, location. You know, it's, it's, it's not... Well, it's also mode of introduction because the body hasn't had time to develop a defense against injection. Sure. And, and, and you miss, you, you bypass. So I use bombs. I've got ivermectin bombs. I've got cannabis bombs. We use, we use ozone saunas where it's just on your skin and you're not right. ingesting it or injecting it. And it doesn't help. Your skin will absorb pretty much anything. Correct. And you kill the particles and you don't shed them. So we could protect the vaccinated with an ozonated sauna called a HOCAT. 
We can we can use ozonated creams and 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 ozonated linseed oil if you should get diarrhea. Like I have a lot of problems because of my XMRVs and my worms. Um, be what they injected it, what they exposed me to in 2011. And so the goal was to kill the scientists, the nurses, and the doctors. That's why the front line, nosocomial spread is we're going to, we're going to cover up the fact, you know, we can, we can always get another doctor. We just get our, you know, little puppets and and, and put them in medical school and, and, and tell a 28 year old, they, they, they know everything and give them a zillion dollars and, and kill the old doctors with integrity and you're all good. It's just logic. Correct. So how does that defense against those ingredients in the vaccines relate to um, (coughs) graphene oxide and hydrogen? Um, I don't know enough of graphene oxide yet because we just learned of that component being there. Um, But I'm sure there are scientists and doctors working right now to degrade graphene oxide. I just just don't know it. It's not my skill set. Do you know how it's related to hydrogel or are they totally separate and different? I, I think they're just de- de- separate and different, but I I, um, I defer to Dr. Carrie Madej, who studied those a lot more, and mm-hmm. the doctor that just came out, and I forgot her name. Sorry, I just heard of her the other day, um, and, and she knows a lot more about the graphene oxide, and I'll, um, she was on the Stu Peters show. I just don't remember her exact name. So if, you do, if you do remember and you can connect us, we'll have her on. I will. So I'll, I'll find it in my on my phone. Okay. I was thinking it might be useful to have David come on at some point too, and I, and I can't get a good connection to him. So yeah, I can yeah. I can help you get a good uh, connection. I now know. we just briefly we have a couple of kind of consolidated questions that came in, and we may have already covered them because we covered pretty much everything. Right. But let me let me just look at those if it's okay with you for a minute. Oh sure. Um, you're not too exhausted yet, hopefully. No. Okay. Um, many have taken the vaccines, which we know are not vaccines. Many have died and many more die. As long as the vaccine is heavily pushed by our government, many will have long-term serious complications from this shot, too. What are your recommendations to those who have taken the vaccine to counter the negative effects? I think you basically said, don't do it anymore. No, uh, never again. And build up your immune system. And and I would I would say go to a site called drxmd.com. Now, now say that slow and I'll tell everybody. Dr. Doctor, DRX, Dr. X. He's not going to use his name. Okay. MD.com. N- ND or MD? MD, medical doctor. MD.com, okay. And what does he talk about on that site? He is a medical doctor who gives you um, both... Um, Drug therapies like ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and natural product therapies. He okay. shows you combinations. I think he gives you vendors with quality products. It matters. Remember, the prevention of the disease from the vaccine is the same as from original COVID. So right. everything you would do, budesimide, if you've already got COPD or some kind of other comorbidity, clean up your act. Get yourself healthy. Healthy, eat yeah. healthy, 
food. Don't go inside. Don't wear a mask. Don't isolate yourself. Get out in the sunshine. Eat as clean as you possibly can. Go live your life. Don't stop touching people. Don't stop hugging people. Remember Philadelphia story. Even if they're transmitting, which they are, shedding this um um, synthetic vaccine, this synthetic virus called right. a vaccine, even if they're shedding that, if you get it through the skin, you're uh-huh. going to mount. You may get sick, but you will survive and you will have immunity to every variant forever. Just don't inject something until we can develop immunity to that. Yeah, so you're that- saying if you do get a response from touching somebody who's vaccinated, it will not keep repeating. No, you will develop a healthy immune. That would be the immune therapy. That would educate your immune system that you've been exposed. It gets to your mucosal immunity. You haven't been injected. So you, you could get sick. We, we do see that. You could get pretty sick. We have a lot of pretty sick people today um, um, from an event we were all at last week where I guess they exposed us all. But it's okay. interesting because I used all my techniques and I'm the one that should get the sickest because I got the He's and I've got a natural cough. I've got something called Barrett's esophagus, which but is you're a okay. condition, but I'm fine because okay. I, I take care of myself. I wear my silver mask when I have to get on a plate and the silver mm-hmm. mask is antimicrobial. I've got I've got grounding socks on. So I've got grounding socks on to prevent me from getting radiation. I've got um, um, in the, the company I could say is tru47.com tru47.com and and what do they sell um um they sell silver copper masks they sell they, which are also protective against 5g remember we're talking about the graphene oxide don't right. let it traffic and you're okay they right. sell these um they sell these um grounding socks they sell um uh protective clothing they sell nasal sprays of cannabis CBD and colloidal silver. It's a fabulous. And, and the woman, so there's a discount code on that site. And that discount code is DRJ15TRU. And so when the CEO of that company Heard I'd been taken off the plane for wearing that mask, which my doctor gave me last September, which I was taken off of two planes for wearing that mask. Because remember, it's not going to make me sick. We can't have that. Um, and so then, the, and so people are being, so when she saw in March, what, when I was taken off that plane and, and abused, abused, um, she, um, she made me a cloth mask. She was, she's a 73, it's a woman owned company. She's brilliant. So she made me a Jersey style mask that looks like everybody else. So, um, she's a fabulous lady. And then she gave everybody, you know, within earshot of me. Cause she said, what do you want, Judy? And I said, Oh, I don't want any money. I just want everybody to stay well. So right. when you're forced to wear a mask, wear that one because then you won't get sick. You won't get the bacterial contamination. You won't get the, the, the worms. You won't get the asbestos making your lungs because when you start and you and you can breathe through them you will not suffocate they're actually good for you and while you wear it 
And while you wear it around your neck, they're preventing your thyroid and your hypothalamus and everything from getting 5G. So they stop the graphene oxide in a way, but I don't want to say that because I'm not enough of a graphene oxide person. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting as we learn more about how to get and, and I'm sure that. I'm sure maybe we can get... Now, now, the one thing that I've said on the plane and everywhere else is no mask is approved by the FDA or the CDC or anybody else. It's an experiment. So they cannot force that experiment on you any more than they can enforce or stop somebody like True 47. By the way, True is because it's it's T-R-U because it's truth. It's not T-R-U-E. And 47 is the... um, the atomical number in the periodic table for silver and silver in oh. the Bible is redemptive in healing. You can turn away, you can change, and there are things we can do to keep ourselves from ever getting sick. But the very first thing is never get another shot, wear the mask, get healthy foods. You need elderberry, you need quercetin, go on the site, you know, really clean manuka honey, black cumin, cannabis. We need hemp. We need cannabis. We need it in our diet. It's a fabulous detoxer. You do not want to smoke it because then it changes the composition. We have to have things exposed to our body the way God intended. Yeah. Well, you don't want to smoke anything. I mean, your lungs aren't made for solid particles, right? And and that's that's what it's like when you wear that that blue paper mask with the asbestos carbon nanofibers in it. It is be like me i would i would instantly start coughing i can't yeah do it. yeah and not do it I does am the lady who made that special mask for you that looks like an acceptable mask does she have that on the site for everybody yep she started making them so because oh, other people were getting attacked flight okay. attendants who listened to me airline pilots who listened to me you know we're not alone out here we're the majority and yeah. we're not, it, you know, it, because I'm me, I'm never the silent majority. Are you kidding? You know, that's never. Well, you haven't done the silent part yet. I've never I done mean, the silent part. One of the, one of the questions that did come in, and obviously it's too much to go into in detail, but the basic idea was, um, who, you know, once, once you realize that the pandemic never happened and it was all a PR program. Um, where did that come from? Who who decided to do that and who did it? And how can those people be um, prevented from doing that again or held accountable for what happened? Oh, that that's easy. Fauci started it. Um, Deborah Burks, um, De- Robert Redfield were compliant. The same people. Cliff Lane. Cliff Lane was the clinical director right back in HIV. So the same people that did HIV worldwide, WHO, go to plandemicseries.com, watch Plandemic Indoctrination with David Martin, and he'll show you everybody involved and who's culpable. Right. That's what he did. That's his, that's his, he's been chasing them down for 20 years. SARS is man-made. MERS is man-made. They just they, they were they've been doing this kind of bio warfare. Moderna is criminal. Fauci is criminal. So how you stop this from ever happening again? And that's what we show you in Ending Plague. We okay. show you it's too long to go into, but yeah. we show you that's what this book is about. It can never happen again. That man must be tried for treason and in the public square electrocuted. 
It literally, we need to show the world never again. And all the other people convicted of treason, the WHO, Bayer, Monsanto, their food is toxic and they're denying us these drugs. The FDA, the these houses, these public, so-called public health who are there to protect us and are killing us on purpose to cover up their crimes of 40 years and for their own financial gain and for whatever their own political or any other gains are. Right, right. Um, One of the things you mentioned briefly that people had a question about, and I would say just give like a one-minute explanation for the general public what it is. What is a cytokine storm? (laughs) That's tough. Dr. Rossetti would say, ah, it doesn't exist. Okay. So the inflammatory mediators, a cytokine, cyto means cells, and and they used to be called interleukins. So between cells, they're communicating molecules between cells, Uh either they're they're proteins. It's interleukin-1 beta that causes fever. You know, um, IL-6, that's a transcription factor that turns on. On, you know, the flame, Nat- nuclear factor, IL-6 is a cytokine, nuclear factor, Kappa B. It's what tells your immune system to, number one, send fire trucks to the fire. That's a chemokine. Mm-hmm. And then the, then the immune system, the cells that recognized it said, okay, it's a gas fire. Do these cytokines. These signaling molecules are going to tell the right cells what to spit out and and put out the fire you know for the fire hose so uh-huh. um so the cytokine storm is it doesn't get silenced the reaction is far more than the invader so you start attacking your own tissue you do collateral damage imagine um, you you have like just think of a of a fire. You have a fire and you and you put all the water on the building, and half of the damage is water damage. Well, that's mm-hmm. what's happening in our brains, in our hearts. Myocarditis. Every time you have itis, it's inflammation. Those are the me- signaling molecules, and it's really important when we go to this argument of these virions versus exosomes, because the way those signaling molecules, the RNA and the DNA and the protein are trafficked to the cells are via what we call exosomes. That's lipid particles. They bud out of the membrane too. Your body says we're in trouble and the white blood cells makes exosomes to send to signal because RNA in the blood or interstitial fluid is quickly degraded. So they're, they're called pathogen associated molecular patterns or danger associated molecular pattern when you have nuclear dna or or dna in the in the blood there's something wrong your cells are falling apart you have a nuclear membrane you have a cell cytoplasmic membrane these are you know when you have disease of energy like lactic acid buildup of toxins in your body these are so the cytokine storm is the signaling proteins from your white blood cells, from your immune system to go clear the invader. And when they can't function, when they can't get that the endocannabinoid system is a dimmer switch. That is, turn the flame down, we got this. But what did we do? We removed cannabis. 
from our world and we we changed our ability to respond to pathogens. And, and you're not saying people have to use it in a way that has the THC and they're going to have this massive high reaction, right? No, you use beta carophyllin. That's one of the things from black pepper. That's one of the things in the natural products you can use. What's and it you called? Can beta, beta what? Beta carophyllin. Oh, is that beta carotene? No. It's a different compound. I'll send you a paper called Taming the THC from Russo about, I don't know, it could have been a decade ago. It's just other terpenes. So cannabinoids are a chemical class called terpenes. They're signaling molecules through fats. Your fats signal and take the toxins away from you. You store Uh toxins in fat. and It's a lipid. It's a fat. Because they go through the membranes of your cell. It's, you know, it's another lecture, but. um, (laughs) Well, it's also an insulator to keep them safe, right? Correct. Wall them off. Right. It's a natural, it acts like, so your cells will act like a resistor instead of an amplifier of the signal. Yeah, exactly. We don't do that anymore because that's been taken out of nature, out of our environment, out of our food, out of our elixirs. I know. We have to start a parallel civilization, basically. Right. Right. So your description of the um, cytokine storm sounds a little bit like ADE in the sense that the reaction is not bad. It's just that it goes doesn't stop at the right time. It's not regulated. So that's why we call it acquired immune dysfunction, because okay. you, can't, you can't make the right type of antibodies in some diseases called common variable immune deficiency or dysfunction. So yeah. when AIDS was changed from gay-related immune defunction, dysfunction, it was acquired immune deficiency or dysfunction. Okay. You know, it's a syndrome because it's a collection of shim- symptoms that are shared by a lot of toxins. COVID is not a disease. It's a collection of symptoms that are overlapping with influenza or RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, another R- another RNA virus, or AIDS, or XMRV. You with know. the direction to call them all COVID at the moment. Right. And everybody calls everything COVID. We never had another disease on the planet. It's all COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not a disease. It eradicated all the other diseases. It was Correct. a miracle. It's a miracle. Some of these same people are asking about, I don't know where, because I don't remember this in your books, but they said you talked somewhere about uh, prostate cancer, which a lot of people are fighting right now. Sure. Getting rid of that is the same principles, basically? Yep. In this book, what the the sequences of the XMRV, xenotropic, murine leukemia virus, related retrovirus. That's what XMRV means. That was discovered by Bob Silverman and, and Joe DeRisi as sequences in the genome in, in men with aggressive prostate cancer. And what the problem was, and this is the most sciencey of all three of our books, okay. is there's, a, there's an enzyme called RNA-L. RNAse, A-S-E. It's an enzyme that degrades RNA-DNA hybrids. Oh, retroviruses. Before they get into your DNA, before they insert themselves in the periphery, in the blood, in inside your cell even, that RNA-L can degrade Pac-Man, chew it up quick so it can't get to your DNA. So is this a possible explanation, the, the viral na- nature of cancer, of why when you fast... 
which lets the body start cleaning out everything and autophagy and all that stuff. Right. Is, is it why when you fast and various uh, versions of that, that that Pac-Man's thing gets going and starts getting rid of the Correct. foundation of cancers? Correct. We we eat too much. The five small meals was garbage. You got to stop the inflammation. You got to stop the digestion. You've got to, we've got to fast. We know how healthy that is in, in spiritual and everything. But the RNA cell, 13% of America has a single nucleotide change in that RNA cell enzyme at a, at a position called R462Q. You get a glutamic acid instead of an arginine. The R goes to a Q. And what that does is it changes the shape of the RNA cell so it can't chew as quickly. So those men with the with the retrovirus RNA in their DNA with the provirus in their DNA, he never isolated a virus, Bob Silverman. We did. So we were working with prostate cancer, me, for decades, knowing the type one interferons, making drugs, natural product drugs that included things like quercetin and, and um, um, reishi mushrooms and other things which turn the immune system back so your Pac-Man can work again and overcome that. So the, the, the people with genetic susceptibilities got the, got the viruses. They had the most aggressive cancers. And so how do you shut them down with natural products, with cannabis, with, you know, you know, of Rick Simpson oil, you know, so you, you use, you, we use cannabis juice and leaves. We use, um, a, a formulation of a supplement, um, from a company. I'm trying to think it's got lycopene. Mm-hmm. We like milk thistle for keeping the li- liver cleaned out. We want, um, the, let's see, it's got lycopene, tea, tea green, green tea catechins. They're beta catechins. It's called carbohydrate binding antigens. I'll send you, if you just remind me my your email, and I'll send you the slideshows that we've been saying this in the last year. So, yes, people, what we discovered was we isolated the viruses, so it was the same problem. Bob and, and, and Joe first described a PCR technology that said these men had this virus and therefore they claim discovery of the virus and diagnostics of it, but they never isolated it from people with the disease. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd been working at, you know, with, with, in, at, um, with prostate cancer for a lot of my time at the lab of antiviral drug mechanisms and, um, and then further on at epigenics pharmaceuticals when I moved to California, um, because I recognized the DNA methylation, these, these mechanisms. That's why you don't have to read that whole bio, but these were really groundbreaking understandings in how the virus can tr- cause the disease. So if you, st- fix the immune system, you strengthen the methylation machinery, you didn't inject anymore, you didn't cripple your macrophages, you can, there's a lot of things you can use, dimethylglycine, natural products and foods, and, and stop this. So with prostate cancer, that's exactly what we've been doing for the last, you know, and we can, we can cure the prostate cancers, but it firmly associated the aggressive younger and younger men getting prostate cancer with the vaccines. 
with contaminated XMRV mouse leukemia and uh, of uh, causing viruses. That's the definition of an XMRV. Xenotropic means it's foreign. It's in a human and not in a So mouse. when it's injected, even if it wouldn't happen in nature, it can yeah. get into the human organism that way. Correct. And we inject so much, as you mentioned, all the way through this, other things in that body, other things. We, we've injected so much. It's a huge, a, a huge problem. And this is the problem. The government didn't want to pay for the injury. The government doesn't want to admit the explosion of cancer. Look at all the, you know, look at all the drugs, you know, that we're not allowed to use. Simple mm-hmm. supplements can cure prostate cancer. It doesn't have to end the way it's ending. No, they want to shut down the the availability of the natural stuff. Correct. But I think the the last thing that I would mention, which is something from me, is that with the viruses that have been shown to be contagious between people for certain diseases, why why is it? What's the reason that, as far as we know, none of them have ever really been put through the full rivers protocol to show that which one is doing what. In other words, similar to Koch's postulates for viruses. Well, I think I wouldn't say none of them. Okay. I know Frank did it with HTLV, human T-cell leukemia virus or lymphoma virus. Okay. It's causative for a, a T-cell leukemia. We, so he we, took it out of the pe- people that it was put into and transferred to. They got sick, and then he pulled it out of them and isolated it again. Well, you can't. we don't know how HTLV got in humans. It's a lot of our last book. Okay, um, but it wasn't a lab made virus. Um, but we don't we don't know, honestly, um, okay. could have been in the 16 or 1700s. It's very closely related to some feline leukemia mm-hmm. viruses and bovine leukemia viruses. And remember, there's cow blood and we've been vaccinating our animals, which makes them express. And then we eat it. So there's a lot of ways we've made our food sick and and you know and things like that so we have studied and and in fact you know we knew exactly that hiv did not cause aids and how to stop it even the infected you know and have known that since 1991 Mm -hmm. and we and we still won't use the type 1 interferons or the peptide t's the peptide t is discussed in dallas buyers club you know so you had these men going to buy the natural products or the or the peptide t the the um biological response modifier that candace pert the late candace dr candace pert discovered you know and we talk about that so we weren't allowed to use the medicine we understand how we did isolate the virus from people who got sick we could clean up their lifestyle keep them away from other infections but you don't inject anything so did it with htlv i did it with the xmrvs this two years we knew exactly how they're causing and all those mechanisms are in those books and they don't want you to know because they're liable and we talked imagine if this real research ever got started I mean, yeah. super exciting, right? Well, and actually, the real research is there, and the honest scientists are doing it, and all they have to do is let the people really understand, but they can't do that because it says, stop the whole vaccine program. Mm. Stop okay. now, and they can't afford it. It's the, the forward in this book is a disease. The name of the forward in the first book 
a disease able to affect the economy of nations. What is the liability of you knew in the 19, as early as 1990, you could have saved the entire continent of Africa. Don't tell me Black Lives Matter. You could have saved the vulnerable. You could have protected. You could have educated. What they did in HTLV-1 is they stopped breastfeeding at a certain time so you didn't transmit to the baby and they stopped blood transfusion. We could clean up the blood supply. I showed you how in March of 20, March 29, 2011. Frank taught me Never show the cause of a problem without showing a solution. Do mm-hmm. your research in the beginning. Every book, every good paper has asked, leaves more questions unanswered and people will develop technologies and solutions as they have, as we have now for COVID. We're not allowed to use them by the same people who started the disease. We've got the technologies. We've got energy therapies. We've got laser therapies. We've got light therapy we've got um natural product therapy um you know everything that was used for evil in making these shots could be used for good we can make a safe effective um vaccine we could use cannabis i'll isolate the virus particles use yeah, but can- you're not going to use a hollow needle to put it into people no we are going to ingest them we are going to put them on the skin we are going to formulate them to the capsule to dissolve at a ph that's away from the lung that presents the right number of viral particles um, to the bone marrow, to the hematopoietic stem cell that doesn't override. We're going to keep our plasma cytoidendritic cells functioning. We're going to get the aluminum and in in all that crap out of our bodies. We're mm-hmm. going to personalize the medicine to the genetics of the individuals. And I proposed all of this over the last 10 years and crickets. I mean, uh, you know, I'm I'm that crazy lady. Well, you know, I'm I might well be crazy, but I'm still alive and I'm still right. And I'm Any, nobody. Anybody, <laughs> anybody even halfway sane would sign up for that vaccine right away. Yeah, exactly. And 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 I would I'd make it for you. I'll show you how afraid I am of those particles because I know my immune system and we know our immune systems and the immunology being taught today in medical school is a fraud and a lie. We need to take down these institutions that are brainwashing. These doctors don't know they're not being taught. Well, what they think is memorizing equates to learning. Correct. And we're in a cancel culture. Right. You got to memorize only the right things and then get really arrogant and defensive about, you know, taking care of it. Thank you, Dr. Mikovits. I think this is, um, I mean, it's just enough to take care of everything if it's just put into practice. Correct. Um, I always feel bad about interrupting you to say, come back again, but I hope you will. Oh, I always come back again for you, Richard. No problem. Well, you've got a few. Because we learn every single time we talk, every single time. You know, we just finished the book a month or so ago. It'll come out September 2nd. If you don't pre-order, it'll get censored or changed somehow. So um, your audience needs to know that. Plaguethebook.com is our website. Um, I learn every single time. Like, I'm, I'm still trying to process what David Martin says molecularly so that I can say it better. 
because, you know, I'm that rough around the edges that understands how cells respond. So yeah. David Martin is so, I mean, what he said, he teaches me every single day. And I just have to take some time to think about what we're learning. That's what we're missing by the censorship. We need yeah. to talk to each other. We need to understand. We can't just say, no, you're wrong or I'm right. Nobody's all wrong or all right. right. Just like uh, the germ theory or the train theory. It's everything. And we just have to understand how we live in this world and yeah. how God planned us to live in this world. Yeah, exactly. Well, Thank you. I mean, what you're sharing is more valuable than, than can be described, and we'll continue and do more episodes. So hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, there goes Dr. Judy Mikovits. I pronounced it right this time, thanks to Doug's help. And um, she's doing incredible work. I mean, most people would not be brave enough to say anything that she says, even if they knew it, even if they knew it would save lives, and even if they knew it would expose the pandemic and the whole thing, and she's doing it. And um, inspiration for all the rest of us to uh, be brave, too. If she can do it, anybody can do it, who is willing to, you know, just the little things like put your whole life on the line for truth, stuff like that. Anybody can do that who wants to. And I just, we went on for quite a while tonight. So I'm going to make the wrap up here short. Just remind you of, uh, to read her books, Plague, Plague of Corruption and Ending Plague. And the new one is coming out on uh, 2nd of September, if I got that right. And so you get those at plaguethebook.com. And she also mentioned uh, two sites that she really recommends that everybody uh, benefit from. One was drxmd.com, D-R-X-M-D, like medical doctor, dot com. And that has protocols on it. And the other one was tru47.com that sells masks. And, uh, I mean, really good masks if you have to use them in some situation, like you have to fly. They have big advantages like... They don't suffocate you, and they have silver. They don't cause pneumonia, and, you know, things like that. So TRU47.com, uh, grounding socks. I'm not even sure what that is, but we'll find out. And uh, just recommend to uh, support Judy, you know, Dr. Mikovits, get her books, read them. Great person, and, like, that's one thing about the horrendous stuff that's happening in the world right now. We're getting to see the emergence of all these great people. And so, you know, I appreciate her. Hopefully she'll be back soon. But she's got a massive amount of information in the books. And um, she's sending us some uh, slideshows, you know, like PowerPoint slideshows. And she said we can share those all with you. So those will be... uh, Shared on the website, lostartsradio.com. And that's where you can stay in touch with where we're allowed as a privilege to be on the air and where we're not. And um, we're trying to hold on to the platforms where we're not and put nice shows, non-offensive shows, clues to the real shows and links to warning you never to go to those links because we're trying to keep you safe and 
so far we've been able to more or less maintain our presence on the major platforms that way. But lostartsradio.com is where to stay in touch with us. Um, we're not filling this up with commercials, so if you want to support our staying on the air and be able to activate some of the projects we have waiting, you can donate to our work at lostartsradio.com and there's a donate button there that's easy to find and use. That's greatly appreciated if you have the means to do it and it doesn't, you know, take away money that you need to survive or anything. And the other way is subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio and any of those are, are really appreciated. So this our Sunday shows like this have great people as guests on and Saturday we have a show called Lost Arts Radio Live at 4.30 Pacific and uh, 7.30 Eastern about current events. You're invited to that. It's all free. And about half an hour after that hour show is over, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, is Planetary Healing Club. And that's the private group that's interactive and live, and we're there every week, and sharing deeper information that doesn't get censored. And interactive live chat after that every week. So you're welcome to be part of that if you want to. And it helps support our nonprofit because it's got small dues associated with it. And you can get in at um, planetaryhealingclub.com if you become interested in that. Main bottom line message, take care of yourself because you're super important to the future and which way this is all going to go. More of it is in your hands than you may realize. And that holds true for all of us. So, anyway, thanks for being with us and for listening to Dr. Mikovits' valuable information, uh, reader books, and hope you have a good night, and we'll look forward to seeing you here next week. Take care. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program, offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. 
And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big text platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Life as we knew it just took a turn A turn to who knows where That fork in the road didn't see it coming Caught us unaware What we took for granted All been taken away Gotta do it different Gotta find another way Hold on We're all in this together it's a catch cry of the day We gotta be, period There's no other way But hey, can't cry all night There's a war to fight An enemy to put away Keep faith, isolate Help is on the way It's a new world order They've locked down the border Wherever we are 